0: G'day, mate. Forty here. So I'm taking my headline, Elon Musk launches hostile bid for Twitter from the news coverage. So I know that uh, hostile bid for a company has a certain meaning that you're trying to, to buy the company against the, the current board and, and CEO's wishes. But uh, it also depends on perspective, Right. To me, this is not hostile at all. Right? To me, this is fantastic news. I would love Twitter to be owned by someone with the commitment to free speech that Elon Musk has. Did you see that interview he gave to Babylon Bee uh, about a year ago? I mean, Elon Musk loves the Babylon Bee. I love the Babylon Bee. Uh, together, you know, Elon Musk and I have a lot in common. So I think this is fantastic. And do you remember the feeling in 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, there was just so much despair, right, that uh, Republicans would would never be able to win another election, that uh, the the Democrats just had this lockdown, that we'd never get our country back. And then out of the blue, we have uh, Donald Trump, uh, running and, and winning uh, for president. And remember all the, all the despair after the 2020 election when Trump lost. It's like, oh, a Republican will never win again. But now Republicans are poised for a massive midterm victory and they're looking good for 2024 and 2028. Right now, for the first time in history, the default person, the default American who doesn't vote is probably more likely to vote Republican than to, to vote Democrat, right? So for the first time, the, the disengaged voter is probably more likely to vote Republican than to vote Democrat. So Democrats are in a lot of trouble. And remember all the mounting despair over the past four years as social media censorship gets tighter and tighter and tighter, and people on the right were saying, well, you know, why don't we build our own tech, well now there is decentralized tech. There's Odyssey. There's virtually you know, close to unlimited free speech on Odyssey and on BitChute. And fairly close to free speech on Rumble. Right? I've had three Rumble policy violations that were all removed when I appealed. So it kind of took me back when I got my first policy violation notice from, from Rumble and I uh, I went and proactively then went and removed about 12 videos that I thought could be edgy, but all three of the policy violations I got on, on Rumble, I appealed and the violation was removed. So you have a tremendous amount of free speech on Rumble and you can now live stream on Rumble for $10 a month. Right? Pretty good deal. So... There's there's free speech live streaming capabilities on Odyssey and on Rumble and on uh, other platforms as well. Ethan Ralph is jumping around platforms. So it feels like we've got more free speech now as far as video live streaming in particular than we've had in in the past four years. That uh, we've got this this rise of, of a decentralized internet. We're getting away... I think from from the power of big tech big social media to limit what we say and there are more and more opportunities to speak freely and i think the future is bright for for big tech yeah youtube tech i like youtube's tech it it just works and i've learned to love big brother like i'm a victim of Stockholm syndrome i've Pretty much learn to speak in a way that is acceptable on YouTube. And so I'd probably be a little disoriented with all the free speech opportunities on Rumble and Odyssey. so I have thought a lot about uh, doing my live streams on on rumble and and on Odyssey. The problem is I've internalized YouTube's rules. Now, the good part of that is that YouTube's rules are also society's rules, right? The type of things that you can say publicly right they essentially coincide with what you can say on YouTube, and so by learning to speak in a way that 's appropriate for youtube right i'm I'm training myself in a way to speak to normies in in everyday life, and there's not such a gigantic difference between you know forty in real life and and forty on the internet that they're they're more they're more connected and similar. And I, I don't have to have as, as many concerns as I would perhaps on a more free speech platform, where you know I let loose with more uh, socially edgy opinions. So yeah, I've come to come to embrace and internalize YouTube censorship. Uh, but I really would love to see Donald Trump back on Twitter. I really would love to see Twitter unleashed. I really would love to see Twitter like it was back in. 2015. So Elon Musk is a free speech guy. I mean, he gave that, that interview for, for Babylon B talking about how much he loathes political correctness. He, he's very clear. He wants more free speech on, on Twitter. And, uh, so he's offering $54.20 per share And uh, he released a public letter. He's made an SEC filing. He's promising to unlock his extraordinary potential as a private company. Uh, this is the latest twist in a stunning multi-week saga, says the Washington Post here. said so Musk, in this public filing, says Twitter has the potential to be the platform for free speech around the globe. I believe free speech is a social imperative for a functioning democracy. Since making my investment, I now realize the company will neither thrive nor serve this societal imperative in its current form. True. Twitter needs to be transformed as a private company. This would be fantastic. This would be great. This move comes after a while, two weeks between Musk and Twitter, which is full of head fakes and at least one lawsuit. So the company's shares closed near $46 per share. So up 10% in pre-market trading this morning. Now, if Musk gives up, take over tech and unloads his share, the company's stock price would probably halve. So he's acquired a 9% share of Twitter. He's Twitter's largest shareholder. He's got more than 80 million followers. I mean, think how fantastic Twitter would be if Elon Musk took over. I mean, all our friends would come back. And and that, that blue checkmark thing, where blue checkmarks can just interact with other blue checkmarks. Look, uh, th- that That sort of program I would expect would either be eliminated or it would be transformed. Where is the internet bill of rights? Well the problem with rights is that there's an inherent connection uh, disconnect between rights and freedom because when you impose an internet bill of rights th- that means that uh, private property owners have less freedom in how they operate so civil rights, for example, expanded rights for some Americans, such as African Americans and gays and transsexuals, while taking away rights from the majority of Americans who have reduced freedom of association, freedom in who they fire, freedom in who they rent to, freedom in who they sell to. So Musk was going to join the the Twitter board, but he realized that would handcuff him from fully acquiring the company. So then over the weekend, he was releasing all these, you know, sharply barbed tweets at Twitter, acting more as a bomb throwing critic than as a board member. This is great. Now, now the elite, not so happy about this. Uh, Fred Wilson, New York-based venture capitalist, said Twitter is too important to be owned and controlled by a single person. This is kind of similar with democracy. If Twitter was owned and controlled by Elon Musk, it would be freer and more open and, and probably more aligned with what its users want than in its current situation. right? Democracy means, in its basic simple form, majority rule. But the way democracy works is through institutions, which can be hijacked. So there are all sorts of things that the majority of Americans want that don't get made real through politics because of the way our democratic institutions work. So, for example, I think most Americans would support uh, immigration enforcement and being highly selective about who we allow into our country. Uh, I think most Americans would support uh, strong policing and and law and order and uh, tough penalties for, for criminals. So... In some senses, in some circumstances, a, a dictator would be would be more democratic than our current arrangement. A dictator who gave the majority of the population what they wanted would be serving democracy more than our current democratic setup. Right? If if a dictator came along and gave the majority of voters what they wanted in all sorts of issues, right? Wouldn't that be more democratic than our current arrangement. So maybe Twitter needs a free speech dictator like Elon Musk. So we've got endless here who expect that Elon Musk will succeed in his bid to acquire Twitter. And if Elon Musk buys Twitter, this is going to be fantastic, guys. It's going to be amazing. It's like, ah, bring out your popcorn. All right. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see the current CEO of Twitter fired. I can't wait to see the current board of Twitter replaced. I can't wait to see Donald Trump back on Twitter. I can't wait to see all our friends back on Twitter. I can't wait for the rambunctious conversations to resume on Twitter. I can't wait for the last to resume on Twitter. I can't wait to be able to go on Twitter and not be force-fed a whole bunch of stuff that I don't want. Every time I log on to Twitter now, it, it gives me all sorts of things that I didn't ask for. It, it throws at me all sorts of accounts that I don't want to follow. It, it suggests you know, news stories that I'm not interested in. I don't care about Joy Behar. And so all these Twitter employees are saying, I might have to rethink my employment if, if Elon Musk buys Twitter. Well, good. Well, good. Go. Go. Yeah, if Twitter rejects Elon Musk's offer, their CEO should resign, as well, most of the board, because they'll act it directly against the financial interests of shareholders, thus violating their fiduciary duty. Fiduciary. Man, that's a... A big, long word. So fiduciary means the the trust between uh, someone who's making decisions and and the people that he he represents. So you're acting on behalf of other people. You're putting their interests ahead of your own. And so you have a duty to preserve good faith and trust. So you're bound both legally and ethically to act in the other party's best interests. Man, I would love to be go on Twitter without being propagandized, without being forced to you know, see all sorts of nonsense that I don't want to see. Yeah, don't lefties adore Elon Musk? Some do. The Twitter's board of directors have called for a 7 a.m. Pacific time meeting to discuss Elon Musk's takeover bid. <laughs> what if Elon Musk buys Twitter and then just deletes it? If Elon Musk buys Twitter, he will be the first African-American to own a major social media platform. This is a great day for diversity. Another glass ceiling shattered. Matt Walsh is a flamethrower. He's pretty funny. No matter how many times it's been done, calling Elon Musk an African-American will never not be hilarious and also totally true. I'm going to leave Twitter if Elon Musk takes over is the new. I'm going to move to Canada if Trump wins. The fastest way to gauge content is by the ads. Content exists to drive traffic to ads, so if the ads are for idiots, so is the content. Anyone who refuses to wield their power deserves to lose it. Jay Rogan called Elon Musk a true African. Can't believe we live at a time where sex work is glorified, but being a stay-at-home mom is degrading. Oh, Max Boot, all right? We all love Max Boot. Don't we love Max Boot, folks? Washington Post pundit, neocon. Elon Musk says, I am frightened by the impact on society and politics of Elon Musk acquires Twitter. He seems to believe that on social media, anything goes. For democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, not less. So Nate Silver responds, "Here are the pillars of democracy: free and fair elections, separation of powers, equal rights for all U.S citizens, content moderation on Twitter. So to take that that literally, uh, free and fair elections, yeah, that's important to democracy. Separation of powers, that's not important for democracy." Wow, you cannot monetize the denial of tragic events under Google AdSense terms. So, due to the war in Ukraine, we will pause monetization of content that exploits, dismisses, or condones the war. And that's what AdSense has to say about Ukraine. It'd be so dangerous for Elon Musk to run Twitter. The only way for society to be safe is if literally everything is run by paranoid liberals with personality disorders, who instantly capitulate at the first sign of any idiotic controversy. And how rare is that? The uh, subway shooter? It's pretty rare for a 62-year-old male to commit a mass shooting with no violent felony priors, but he did have a lot of prior uh, criminal interactions with the law. Yeah, Jeff Bezos' newspaper is really worried about rich people controlling the media. That they're really worried about Elon Musk taking over. I mean, do you really think that uh, Jeff Bezos and uh, Jack Dorsey and the current CEO of Twitter are poor? Uh, Jake Novak says In 2016, when I was a full time senior editorial columnist at CNBC, Twitter refused to give me a blue check mark saying, You are not the kind of member we verify. Yeah, changes at Twitter are long overdue. This is just a great day for free speech. It's a great day for freedom. Let freedom ring. This is fun, man. Now, you can also make the argument that the Elon Musk proposed uh, Twitter takeover is an indictment of the GOP's failure to do anything about big tech censorship. Well, conservatives did invest in Rumble, Right. But their, their Twitter replacements have been a massive failure, like Parler and, and Truth, right? They, they suck. It's also a dramatic confirmation that free speech on these platforms is a public good and should be treated as such. Twitter's been so badly managed it is indeed possible that Elon might be able to make money on it. He's very explicit that fundamental values of freedom are at stake. That's why he's making the move. Libertarians and their pet legal theorists are hardest hit by this contact with reality. GOP has correctly complained about Twitter censorship, but done absolutely nothing. We live in an oligarchy. The only hope for conservatives, if we're not willing to aggressively use government power more aggressively, is to have our own oligarchs defend the freedoms that our government used to defend us. What Elon Musk has done here is absolutely heroic. He shouldn't have to do this on all the major platforms. Our courts elected representatives should defend our fundamental right not to be censored in the public square. I'm so glad, however, the richest man in the world is deeply public-spirited, but we shouldn't have to rely on Elon Musk to defend our rights. So... Yeah, I refresh Twitter, and the first the first uh, accounts I see are ones that I'm not following. Why do camera quality become the main driver of mobile device evolution? That's true. If I get a new iPhone, it'll be to get the, the best, you know, technical video quality. The path to happiness does not include an improved Twitter browsing experience. Uh, I think it. I think it does. It shouldn't be the fundamentals of your happiness, but it can be added to it. So technology for, for video and picture quality is the last hardware component in smartphones where major progress is still being made against physical and perceptual limits. It's the only remaining aspect where increasing device volume increases perceived value and creates a virtuous cycle of more users, more reasons to drive performance. Okay, let's go. Let's go to the chat. Welcome to the wrench crew. Twitter is an easily manipulated platform as opposed to what, real life? Silicon Valley tight lefties definitely hate Elon Musk. Our expulsion from Twitter says Bruce did nothing but improve our lives. Twitter is a scourge unto society. Twitter can be a scourge depending on your ability to use it. Like I use Facebook about 5-10 minutes a week. So Facebook enhances my life. If I was sucked into using it for hours every day, it would not. Expulsion from social media allows those expelled to establish themselves in a real social network. Possibly, but you can establish yourself in a real social network without getting expelled from social media. Now, ideally, face-to-face communication interaction far more important than uh, parasocial interaction like, like we're getting on YouTube. But the advantage of what we have right here is that we share similar interests and we share a similar vocabulary, we, we know similar people, we can speak in shorthand, we can talk about all sorts of things that you can't talk about with, uh, with normies. These technologies are designed to re- replicate and replace normal social interaction. Now, I think that can happen, but uh, they, they just offer an opportunity right, for, for interaction that we otherwise would not have. Right? We get to talk to a select crowd who's interested in the same things, and uh, we may not be interested in like face-to-face communication at, at 5 a.m. I, I think I was up at 4.30 a.m. this morning. If I wanted to start streaming at 4.30 a.m., uh, there wouldn't be a lot of uh, face-to-face interaction that I might necessarily want to have at 4.30 a.m. Which iPhone do I currently use? I think I've got an iPhone 11. So I just uh, cracked, cracked the screen. I've got a screen protector. Today was a good day for Frame Game Radio. How is Frame Game Radio? Any updates? So I presume he is a working attorney in New York City making a lot of money. It's like saying I was banned from McDonald's, but the old McDonald's guy is coming back and it's going to be epic. How about we stop eating at McDonald's? Well, McDonald's can be a useful adjunct to your life. You can get cheap coffee there. It can be convenient and useful and appropriate at times. You wouldn't want to eat there three times a day. In mean girls' terms... Peter Thiel is Regina George, and Elon Musk is the other blonde. Yeah, or both Peter Thiel and Elon Musk are forces for good and forces for increased free speech. This will be epic. Just imagine the Donald back on Twitter. That would be so much fun. All right, this $54 per share offer represents a 38% premium to the closing price of Twitter stock on April 1st. Bruce says, the pleasure you receive from this hyper real social interaction online discourages your pursuit of real social interaction. It can, or it can simply supplement it. Because a lot of the interaction we have on here, I wouldn't necessarily want in real life, such as like doing a 5 a.m. live stream. Right? I may not necessarily want to talk politics with people in real life at 5 a.m., they scratching the itch of social connection without providing any relief sometimes, right? Everything can be abused. For example, I almost never have caffeine, but I didn't sleep well last night, so I had a little bit of caffeine this morning. So because I don't usually use caffeine, a little bit that I had this morning has, provides me with a substantial benefit right now. And 95% of the caffeine is going to be out of my system by the time I go to bed at 10 p.m. tonight. So occasional use of caffeine can can benefit your life. Habitual use of caffeine will desensitize you to caffeine and comes with a lot of downsides. Check the data, Luke. You know this. Aren't you a man who attempts to ground himself in reality? Yes. I, I really appreciate your points here, Bruce, and I think you're touching on something, but it's contingent, right? It depends on the individual and on the context. So for some people... Social media has come to replace real-life interaction, and for such people, that's usually going to be a net loss. But for other people, this sort of social media interaction that we're having now is just a supplement to what's going on in their real life. It's an easy way to talk to people, to share a similar worldview that is not as easily shared with normies. Yeah, a bit of heroin relaxes you too much, and it could become an issue (laughs) Yeah, I think liberals are mixed on Elon Musk. Howell uh, says, "I'm a liberal. I think this is good." Twitter employees with an agenda have clearly hijacked the the platform. Absolutely. So, Twitter shares jumped twelve percent in pre-market trading. Said that Elon Musk, yeah, no, rejected its uh, its offer. This is going to likely lead to the acquisition. Right, this is going to lead to the the ac- acquisition of Twitter. So I think Elon Musk is going to be able to pull this off. I mean, he has a net worth of about $240 billion. And uh, taking Twitter private w- will cost about $40, $50 billion. So he's going to be able to do it. So... I think he's going to do it. We find this niche community and indulge in conversation more interesting than what we might have to endure with some neighbor, neighbor or lady at the post office. Yeah. So some people would rather have an intense real conversation on here than superficial conversation in real life. Then those conversations become tedious as a result. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a good point. Beware categorical, unqualified, and absolute statements. Yes, that's, that's, the, uh, that's why academics like the word contingent. So depending on, usually depending on the situation. So there's no replacement for face-to-face interaction. But parasocial interaction like this would be a nice supplement. It can be like an, an energizing boost. So the more things that you're excited about, the more things you're looking forward to, the more things you're, you're passionate about, the more things that like you know, turn your crank. I, I just bought this uh, hand crank power generator in case there's like a massive earthquake or the power goes out, I need to try to power my phone. I've, I've got a device where I can get power for my phone through a uh, hand crank or through solar or through batteries. So if there's a major disaster, I'm, I'm going to be able to you know, retain power. But there are various ways that I can get power. And I think that applies to us. We need all the ways that we can get power. Like we can get power and energy and ambition and, and strength from interacting parasocially like we're doing right now. Like all the people in the chat, the lively conversation in the chat, it's giving me a feeling of power and strength and energy and excitement and happiness that wouldn't be here if I was just talking on my own into the void. The hyperreal is even better than the real thing. Uh, occasionally, occasionally, yeah. Luke replaced fapping with hand-cranked tech. <laughs> Nobody's interested in what is happening in their own lives or communities or families because they are interested in the hyper provided by the Internet. I don't think that's true for most people. I think it's uh, probably true for a tiny number of people. So obviously anything can be misused, including uh, the internet. But for for most of us, I think it's just an adjunct. We must reject the hyperreal at every opportunity available. Why? Should we reject movies and and TV and, uh, say, hyper-realistic novels? Right. So, come on, where is... We've got an expert here says that this is going to lead to the the ultimate uh, acquisition of Twitter. So I'm looking at uh, news reports about this Elon Musk uh, takeover bid. And many of them are saying that this is going to lead to to Musk taking it over. So it seems to be right now. That's the way to that's the way to understand this situation. Have I watched Kenneth Brown lately? Oh, he came out as Jewish. That's interesting. No, I haven't. Has he been interesting?
1: Let's see what this guy he has to say. He needed to ultimately his view of Twitter strategically need to stay within the board. And I think once they recognized that wasn't going to happen, I mean, this really became a situation that was untenable. And I think that's something that the Twitter board recognized. And I think his tweets over the weekend really showed that this was starting to go off the rails. And you know, I think it ultimately led to the announcement last night that Twitter and board as well as Musk can come to an agreement. We ultimately believe this turns from a Cinderella story, which would have been if Musk was in the board more of a game of thrones i think musk potentially could go hostile here continue to increase his stake maybe partner with the likes of private equity or others and this could lead to you know what could be the ultimate acquisition of twitter or some four strategic changes including the board i think it just came down to musk was not going to play nice in the sandbox with the twitter board and that's ultimately what we got last night i think for the twitter board and for the company I think this is not a good situation. Uh, you know, ultimately, they had a line that was caged in Musk, potentially on the board, the women ownership. Now it's, it's sort of that lion's in the wild. And f- in terms of for the board and for Twitter, I mean, it's just the start of what's going to be a hostile situation.
0: Okay, so those were comments that were made two days ago, April 12th. But uh, even reading comments today... Uh, it seems that analysts are predicting that uh, that Elon Musk is going to be able to pull this off. Uh, Adrian Vermeule, who's like a Schmittian at Harvard Law School, he says Twitter should be a public utility controlled by the state. Short of that, I'm not sure I care which particular billionaires use it as an ideological playpen. Well, I think definitely some billionaires are better than others. Right? If the consequence of their control is more free speech then then uh that's a good thing adrian says i agree with that in principle i'm skeptical that the tesla stoner guy is that i don't think Elon musk is a stoner just because he he once took a took a drag on on joe rogan's show it's it's hilarious to look at all these news articles saying that uh, Elon musk you know said he was going to take twitter private for 420 a share it was a joke Elon Musk says, believe that Twitter should be made private to go through the changes that need to be made. Man, this is exciting. The meltdowns today are going to be glorious. Yeah. These are the good times. Been, uh, listening, to, uh, been listening to a lot of uh, disco. Freak out. Le Freak. Freak out. Have you heard about the new dance craze? Listen to us, I'm sure you'll be amazed. Big fun to be had by everyone. It's up to you, it surely can be done. Young and old are doing it. Just one try, you too will be sold. It's called Le Freak. They're doing it night and day. Allow us, we'll show you the way. Ah, freak out. Ah, freak out. Just come on down to the 54. Find your spot out on the floor. Freak out. Yeah, the freak outs today. It's got to be glorious. Yeah, think about all the people who've been banned from Twitter, which is Twitter has become the the public square. And and how much richer our, our engagement will be when when we're allowed to have uh when we're allowed to have our friends back, all right? It's like our friends have been banned from our playgroup. Yeah, it is interesting that the U.S. has made no serious diplomatic effort to prevent this war in Ukraine or to try to wind it up. It's like the Biden administration's policy is to try to let uh, Russia bleed out in Ukraine. It's a very dangerous policy. So here are what the liberals are posting on Twitter to the, to the CEO of Twitter. The world needs to know that you are stronger, smarter, and more tenacious than Elon Musk. He thinks he can beat you. The free world needs to know that he is wrong. The number of journalists and academics openly arguing for censorship today is shocking. Some people are mad about the world's richest man trying to buy Twitter. don't seem to have anything to say about the world's second richest man owning the Washington Post. And, uh, yes, the, the media... Bury the race of murderers if they're not white. So, when you when you have a white mass murderer, that gets massive coverage. But when you have, for example, a a black mass murderer, that that gets buried. Just uh, wonder why. You know, maybe maybe all the uh, anti-white media agitation has. Uh, disturb some people already predisposed to mental illness, sent them in, in a bad direction. So I like the challenges here from Bruce. He says your your Twitter Twitter friends like ghosts in the ether. It depends on how you regard them, how you understand them and what role they, they play in your life. If they're an adjunct to, to what's going on in in your real life, then uh, then they're then they're an addition. Twitter is not real. Yes, it's real. It it drives the national conversation. So all these people who say Twitter is not real life, you're wrong. Things that happen on Twitter have repercussions in the real world. Everything you do affects you, including everything that you do and say online that feeds back on you and affects your your real-life interactions. So Twitter is re- real YouTube is real <laughs> so let's uh, let's have a look at uh, what's going on at Twitter headquarters right now they're, they're, they're meeting to to discuss this Elon Musk uh, takeover bid and uh, we got some exclusive video for what's going on at Twitter right now so <laughs> they're having a big freak out So Bruce says it doesn't depend on the situation or individual. It's akin to the heroin comparison. No, it's not. It's just statistically evidentiary. Uh, that's, that's not true. So for some people, social media enhances their life. For many people, it has no effect. And then for some people, it has a negative reaction. Perception is part of reality. Absolutely. So good to see reasonable and responsible back in, in Forty University. Long time, long time no talk. Yeah, thoughts and prayers for Max Boot, who's frightened, frightened if Elon Musk buys Twitter. He's frightened for democracy, right? Democracy means the majority get their way. How, how is Elon Musk buying Twitter going to impede that? Right, White House spokesman Jem Saki says illegal immigrants are free to travel throughout the US once they cross the border. So wow, well, Roosh has really made some changes. So he's got a tweet here, the best book for Orthodox Christian converts. Sandra tweets, I would pay a good chunk of my savings to be a fly on the wall in Twitter headquarters today. If the liberals are mad about Elon Musk buying Twitter, they should just make their own Twitter. It's a private company after all. (laughs) What is the ADL take on this matter? You think the, uh, the, the ADL... is uh, is thrilled that there's going to be more free speech on Twitter. Like, the ADL essentially has determined what we get to say on Big Tech. Maybe not so much any longer. Majesty of Love by John Hinckley. Pretty good song. I I disavow many of the things that John Hinckley did, such as shooting people, but I have to hand it to him. Majesty of Song. Pretty good song. And uh, he's, uh, he's back. John Hinckley is back. Got his own YouTube channel with twenty-five thousand subscribers. I mean, it's, I mean, it's depressing. It's dark. I mean, how on earth could John Hinkley be out and giving concerts, and, and having his own YouTube channel? Yeah, Elon Musk is a billionaire. He shouldn't be allowed to own the media. Well. The New York Times depended on a lot of financing from, from that bloke in, in Mexico who has a monopoly on its phone system. Uh, Jeff Bezos, worth $156 billion, owns the Washington Post. John Henry owns the Boston Globe. John Henry, a billionaire. Sheldon Adelson owns the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Lorreen Jobs owns the Atlantic. Patrick Soon-Shiong owns the Los Angeles Times. Mark Benioff of Salesforce owns Time magazine. Time is pretty good. Time and Newsweek are pretty good these days. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what what they've done over the past year or two, but there's a lot of good content on it, good good, uh, middle-brow content. Okay, the Russians have parts of Hitler's skull. Hitler's teeth confirm he died in 1945. First examination of Hitler's teeth permitted in 70 years. Shows the complicated dental work matches the Fuhrer's (laughs) medical records. Look, do you wish you had John Hinckley numbers? I do, but I'm not willing to shoot anyone to, to get them. So all these liberals saying Elon Musk attempt to take over to Twitter. It's a threat to the free world, guys. I care about freedom and factual precision. Yeah, this is good news for fans of Hitler memes. Musk is going to unlock Twitter's extraordinary potential. Yeah, even that Brooklyn, Brooklyn Subway guy could start, well, he couldn't Well, he could just start a YouTube channel. If he's had a YouTube channel, right? All, all that hatred he was pouring out against white people, Facebook, YouTube didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, if you were mad... About Elon Musk buying Twitter, you knew this platform was limiting free speech, and you were okay with it. Megan Kelly tweets, go Elon Musk, go. The stylistic differences in writing between Jeff Bezos and Andy Jassy are pretty jarring, singing the same song but to a very different tune. So Jeff Bezos stood down from Amazon, Andy Jassy has taken over. Kind of funny how all this stuff about who owns Twitter just underlines the facts that we're in an oligarchy right now. Yet 9,000 people like this tweet by Max Boot that you know he's frightened if Elon Musk acquires Twitter that it's a threat to democracy. And uh, Donald Trump Jr. is going for the conspiracy about the subway shooter. Why do the security cameras never seem to work when the reality of the crime isn't good for the left-wing narrative? And uh, Cat Turd tweeted 13 hours ago, Elon Musk hasn't tweeted in a few days. Something is about to go down. Glenn Greenwald responds to Max Boot, The worst, most bloodthirsty and destructive neocons are telling you explicitly their power to censor the Internet, to exclude dissent, and to maintain information monopolies is central. How does everyone not understand why restoring free discourse to the Internet is so vital? a core central belief of Western liberals now is the nobility and the necessity of censorship. It's one of their most important weapons, hence the panic and hysteria. Bye-bye.